everyone, welcome to the Main Street Telegraph. And welcome to the third episode in my Halloween series, where I explore how Halloween is celebrated in Disney parks around the world. I do recommend listening to last week's episode on Shanghai Disney as I go into some specifics on their cultural observances, like the Hungry Ghost Festival, which is also seen in Hong Kong. But I wanted to do a separate episode because while Hong Kong is technically a part of China, it's also technically not. While it is an administrative region of the People's Republic of China, like a territory, it has a great amount of independence and even its own currency. The Hong Kong dollar is the 13th most traded currency. How is this so? Well, I'll try to make it quick, and some of you may be studying some of this history now in school or remember it. Uh, Hong Kong fell under the control of the British Empire in 1842 when it was ceded to them after the First Opium War. They gained even more ground after the Second Opium War in 1860, and then even more after that when the British Empire gained a 99-year lease of the, quote, new territories, but I won't get much more into that. Uh, Basically, the lease expired in 1997, which returned the territory to China but Hong Kong maintains its own separate government. And perhaps this history is part of the reason why you are more likely to find Halloween celebrations here than on mainland China. Of course, Hong Kong is and has been a very significant area for trade and is very metropolitan. That combined with a population that varies far more in their nationality when compared to mainland China, you could see how they could be more culturally open. It's still rare to see trick-or-treating, though you can find it in some areas, like Discovery Bay, a high-priced residential area in Hong Kong on Lantau Island. Besides the Disney Park, there are other places where you can expect to see celebrations. Bars and clubs have celebrations, encouraging costumes, there are Halloween festivals, and even the other theme park, Ocean Park, celebrates it, giving Disney some pretty direct competition. Ocean Park is Hong Kong's biggest theme park, and they have a pretty big party too, with over 400 costume characters and lots of spooky attractions. You can find a trick-or-treat pumpkin trail or the sugary spooky village providing a very long trick-or-treat trail. There are huge haunts, dance parties, concerts, and competitions. Ocean Park opened in 1977 as an aquarium and marine mammal park, a sort of marine world and it was likely it would close by the early millennium as it was losing money left and right and wouldn't be able to take the competition that the Disney park would bring. But the park enacted a development plan of $5.5 billion to expand, and it is now the 13th most visited theme park. It covers 226 acres, while Hong Kong Disneyland currently covers 68 acres, though they do have expansion plans. At Hong Kong Disney, celebrations run from September 13th through October 31st, and there are no separately ticketed events. There are, of course, character meet and greets, so you can meet Mickey and his friends in exclusive Halloween costumes, as well as Duffy and her friends. But they're less like a costume and more like Halloween-themed outfits in purples and orange. Mickey's Halloween Time Street Party is a show that has both parade and stage show elements. It doesn't contain any classic Disney songs, and it might, in in fact, the song might have been used in other Halloween parades, but I'm not quite that knowledgeable. The song itself is in English, but when characters speak, it is in Chinese. The three floats in the show are all jack-o'-lanterns. 
Mickey has one, followed by Minnie, and then Goofy. Of course, you have Chip and Dale, Donald and Daisy, as well as Duffy and her pals. Again, most of the outfits worn by characters aren't really classic Halloween costumes. They're wearing a lot of greens and oranges, but some characters, like Duffy, uh, she has a little shirt and hat on. Oh, I think Duffy's a boy. I think Duffy's a boy. <laughs> and he has a little shirt and hat on that are red with black spots, like a ladybug. Over in Fantasyland, at the Festival Gardens, or Fantasy Gardens, as I've also seen it, you could find a whole lot of pumpkins and some really cool jack-o'-lanterns carved up like spooky Disney characters, like Jack Skellington or Cruella de Vil. In this area, you can find activities really aimed at children, like face painting and treat bag decorating. There is also a Winnie the Pooh meet and greet where you can get pictures with Pooh, Piglet, Eeyore, and Tigger, and they are in costume. Eeyore is a bat, Piglet is a jack-o'-lantern, Pooh is a scarecrow, and Tigger is a pirate. Villains Night Out Chapter 3, which is how it is on Hong Kong Disney's website, but I've also seen it as 3.0 elsewhere, is a parade held after dark. This is, obviously, its third year. Again, this mixes parade and stage show elements. The parade stops for a stage performance. I wonder how this affects viewing, because if it's just a parade, it really doesn't matter where you are on the route, but here it really does. One interesting thing here is that Jack Skellington from The Nightmare Before Christmas is there with all the villains for the stage show part of it. At the beginning, like Maleficent, The Red Queen, Oogie Boogie, Captain Hook, Frollo, and Cruella de Vil. The floats here remind me a lot of Shanghai Disney's. Each one has a villain and they are very tall. First up is the Evil Queen, a face character. Then Ursula, which is one of my favorites. She's also done as a face character and has huge tentacles. The float is gorgeous. The last one is a Jafar float. Uh, quite a few of these villains have staffs, and since the float is so tall, I kind of wonder how long they actually are. Uh, there is a cast member flying an Iago around as well. And while all of this is happening, there are very cool castle projections. Hong Kong Main Street Gazette has a very good video of this on YouTube, and I'll probably link to that in the show notes, which you can find over at MainStreetTelegraph.com. Hong Kong's Disney Park seems to be the best place to celebrate the Nightmare Before Christmas's 25th anniversary as they have a brand new walkthrough experience called Journey to the Halloween Town. Or Journey to Halloween Town would probably be a better translation, but that's what you get on their website. I haven't covered this in my main show because I was definitely going to be talking about it here. The attraction can be found in a back corner of Adventureland. It's a walkthrough featuring actors in costume and some animatronics, but none that are a part of the main shows. You can walk the streets of Halloween Town, and as far as the major scenes, it's a kind of a walkthrough of the movie. You see Sally, who is working on a little poison soup for Dr. Finkelstein, then to Jack's town hall meeting. You get to experience Oogie Boogie's lair and watch Jack and Sally escape his clutches. Sally's performance was in English, but none of the other characters. Before I close out, I want to acknowledge the Haunted Mansion, or rather the lack of a Haunted Mansion, in Shanghai and Hong Kong parks. Shanghai does not have anything even close to a Haunted Mansion, but Hong Kong has Mystic Manor, which is more like a fantasy ride in this colorful looking house. It isn't a haunted house, but it is a house full of fantastic things. The story, in a nutshell, is that this is the house of Lord Henry Mystic, and one day, his monkey Albert opens an enchanted music box that Lord Mystic had just acquired, causing the objects inside the home to come to life. Well, why do it this way? 
Well, if you've listened to the episode on Shanghai, which you should, as this one kind of builds on it, it's that ghosts have a different significance in their culture. And there are several observances throughout the year regarding ancestors. We have hitchhiking ghosts at the end of our haunted mansion. Well, there is a belief that, like during the Hungry Ghost Festival, that a ghost could follow you home and cause actual trouble in your life. Because of the cultural differences, it would just be in bad taste and almost mocking. Especially with the sort of fun and lighthearted tone the U.S. Haunted Mansions have. Well, that's all for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode. There are only a few days left in the month. You can expect a regular news episode as well as two more special Halloween releases by the 31st. And then we'll get down to all that Christmas business. Have a creepy one! <laughs>